1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. Seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. So I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. Give five people a high five, and then you may return to your seat. Amen. Well, we are still in this series on four things we must confess. And as we begin, as we begin every Sunday message with this, this confession, we must confess who we are in Christ, where we are in Christ, what we possess in Christ, and what we can do in Christ. And we've been dealing with the first two over the last dozen weeks. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It's sad to me, but there's a bunch of the church that doesn't even know who they are in Christ. No one ever taught them. And now when people go to Bible school or seminary, are they even learning these truths? You can't teach what you don't know. And you don't really know something until you've learned how to walk in it. We left off last Sunday in Ephesians 1, 18 and 19, talking about how we have been given an inheritance. Say it out loud, I have an inheritance. Sure. Say it again, I have an inheritance. And so if you found out you had a natural inheritance, well, you would want what's yours. And yet it's, I never have gotten my mind around why believers don't want to hear about what belongs to them. The baptism in the Holy Spirit, for example, or healing, for example, or prosperity, for example. Say it out loud. If God wants me to have it, I want it. Amen. I'll, that's my nature. I want all of it. Amen. I want everything that he left for me. Ephesians 1.18, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That's what we're talking about. That's why we're holding church. That's why we're in church. I pray, that the, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. So we're talking about inheritance 
and we're talking about power. Say it out loud. We're talking about inheritance, and we're talking about power. And it's a heartbreak because, to me, it's a heartbreak because if, if people don't know, they can't believe. If people haven't heard, they can't believe. And it's worse than that, actually, because there's all this pressure to conform. And you understand, we're, we're conforming all right, Romans 12, 2, we're conforming all right, but we're conforming to the pattern of the word. We're not conforming to the pattern of the world. Amen. See, there's two ways to go. You can conform to the pattern of the, wor the word, or you can conform to the pattern of the world. And we've just made up our mind, we're going to conform all right, but we're going to conform to the pattern of the word. And not everybody's happy about that. Because when you begin walking in the blessing of the Lord, not everybody's happy about that because not everybody's walking in the blessing of the Lord. So we've already covered who we are in Christ and where we are in Christ. So now, last Sunday and today, we're headed out into what do we possess in Christ? And what do we possess in Christ? Well, one thing we possess is divine health in Christ. Say it out loud. I possess, I possess. divine health in Christ. See, we have an inheritance, and a part of your inheritance is that you don't have to be sick anymore. Now, you know, it's amazing to me because, you know, Sue and I were just youngsters. I mean, I didn't know Sue back then, but, you know, in the 60s, you know, they're, I mean, I was just a kid at home watching TV and, you know, uh, they're doing the sexual revolution and they're burning bras and all of this stuff. And, you know, it's all this rebellion and all this, you know, revolutionary stuff. But this generation is the most conformist generation of any generation. I mean, people actually get mad at you now if you're not sick. You know, back up when we were under construction at I-30 in Northfield Road, 1987, I forgot what the day was, uh, a Monday in October, Black Monday, the stock market crash didn't really affect us. You know, the, the church, the people I was pastoring, pioneering, weren't really wealthy people. They weren't savers. They weren't investors. Didn't really affect us, but it affected the economy, which then affected us. And... A man in the church built a marquee sign on the three and a quarter acres up there on I-30, and we put on the marquee sign, we've chosen not to participate in this recession. And man, we got a lot of hate. We got a lot of hateful phone calls. Well, who do you think you are? You have to participate. No, I don't. Amen. You know, I mean, I'm just not doing it. But this world wants you to believe you have to. You have to participate in a recession. You have to participate in COVID. You have to participate. Uh, no, I don't. See, you, you have to do what you got to do based on your God. Or how about this one? You, you have to go to Washington on January 6th and make a fool out of yourself. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't have to do any of that. Let me tell you a story. They're years ago, I'm standing out front with the landscapers, and I was talking to them about whatever. And 
the weirdest thing, I'd never seen it before in my life, crows are chasing a hawk. And I'd never seen anything like that in my life because, you know, a hawk is just superior to a crow. But there were several crows chasing this hawk. And this uh, landscaper, he and his brother owned the company, Hispanic guys. And he said, I said, why, why would those crows be chasing that hawk? He said, well, you know, he's country boy. He said, well, he said, hawks are like blue jays. They eat the eggs of other birds. And he said, you probably haven't noticed, but you got a crow's nest up there. So probably that hawk's been in that nest eating those crow's eggs. And so now they're after him. I learned a great lesson that day because there are three or four of these crows are chasing this hawk. So you know what the hawk's solution was? It's my solution. It's the way I live my life. That hawk circled above our house and he just kept going higher and higher and higher and he reached the limit apparently of crow altitude. And then he went higher. And that's what faith does. In other words, those crows might be down there, but it doesn't affect me because I'm not fellowshipping with them. Amen. And I'm not flying low enough for them to get to me. Can you see that? So we're not denying the crows. We're not denying they're mad. We're not denying any of that. What's going on in the country? We, we know what's going on. You know, it's a commie revolution. We all understand this. Cheat, 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 cheat. Corrupt, 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 corrupt. Bribe, 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 bribe. We all see it. We all, but we can't change all of that. Look, there's no telling how many times I have personally prayed about the Supreme Court. Nothing happens. I could name names of people that I've prayed about. You'd be horrified to know how I prayed about certain people. And nothing happens. But I can pray about my life and boom, I get an answer. Amen. I can pray about my family and boom, I get an answer. Amen. I can pray about Faith Christian Center and boom, I get an answer. So apparently we just don't have willy-nilly authority over everything going on. But we do have authority over our own lives and we do have authority over our own homes and we do have authority over our own families. Yes. How many of you can see that? Amen. So you just don't have to participate in whatever the devil's rolling out. Whatever he's rolling out, and if you haven't figured it out, he's going to roll out something next month and then the next month, and that's just the way the devil is. Well, if we'll stay true to the Word of God, and if we'll not follow false gods, we don't have to participate. Amen. And you know, I don't know what it is about this social media generation. It's almost like we have more information and everybody's more ignorant than ever before in the history of the world. You know, it's like they're shocked that a part of the world has a drought. I mean, anybody that's ever read the Bible understands that's not the first drought. Or how about even American history, the Dust Bowl in the 30s? That's not the first. Or how about flooding? Oh, man. There's a flood that never happened before in the history of the universe. It's like, it's like everybody is on hormonal steroids. That this is the first time, I mean, 
not just a virus, a novel virus. What the heck is a novel virus? A virus is a virus. Yeah, but they manufactured this one in a lab. So what? God, think about it. Except for the sad cases of very old folks or obesity, the immune system God designed in our bodies handled a man-made, manufactured virus. So if we would look to God instead of man, every time we'd get further down the road and we'd be safer. Lift both hands up, say, thank you, Father God. I have an inheritance. But see, if nobody ever told you, this is the generation of ignorance. They have actually convinced nearly the entire population of the world that they don't have an immune system. Ignorance. 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 And then when you come along and you say, I am who God says I am. I'm where God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. People get upset. But it's not my responsibility if y'all don't read the Bible. It's in there. Lift both hands up. Say, thank you, Father God. I have an inheritance. Say, thank you, Father God. I have power. You know, we're not just stumbling through this thing like everybody else. We, we have an inheritance and we have power. Hallelujah. Power. Shout out loud, I've got power. Power with God. Now someone always say, well, what about so-and-so? They were the most wonderful, beautiful Christian and yet they died. Well, just because something happens doesn't mean it's God's will. People, people die and go to hell every day. Is that God's will? Talk to me. I said, people die and go to hell every day. Is that God's will? Second no. Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the Bible says it's not God's will that any should perish, and yet they're perishing. Tens of thousands every day slip into hell. Is it God's will just because it happens? Of course not. So we cannot say sickness is God's will just because it happens. We cannot say God is leading us into sickness or putting sickness on us anymore than we could say God is leading someone to hell or causing someone to go to hell. You know, it really helped me, just practical stuff, it really helped me many years ago in one of Smith Wigglesworth's books. You understand, Smith Wigglesworth never wrote a book. The Assemblies of God put together his sermons and then a biography of him, and they put that in a book. But I read in there, this was, I don't know how long ago, decades ago, that Smith Wigglesworth would always tell young ministers to take a coat with you and stay warm. Of course, you know, they were from England, it could get cold, stay warm. I don't know how many times in my life I've gone somewhere, headed out, gone out walking or whatever, and I just wasn't warm enough. Then you get sick. Is that God? Is that God? Is that the will of God? No. And then the corruption caused by sin 
is in the earth. It's in the earth. The curse is in the earth. And so, and we have all these, these environmental things going on. We understand this. So my point is, just because something bad happens, just because somebody gets sick, that doesn't mean it's the will of God. When Sue and I first got married, I mean, one of the first things I remember reading in the Dallas Morning News after we got married, they built an elementary school in Dallas where a lead smelter had been. That's one of the first news stories I remember reading in the Dallas Morning News when we got married and moved down here. Now, was it the will of God that they build a, a lead smelter? I mean, a, uh, an elementary school where there had been a lead smelter? No, that's just some dummy's decision. My point is, you, you have got to be, you can't play defense with this devil. You've got to be on the offense 24-7, 365, and you have got to make your health and your rights a matter of prayer and a matter of confession because the curse is in the earth. Before we bought this land, we looked at land where there had been a factory. And I told the staff with me that day the story about how when we got married, moved down here. We read this news article. It was a big scandal for months on end about these young people being sick because they built this elementary school on top of where a lead smelter had been in Dallas. And I told the people with me that day, I am not going to build a church where there had been a factory. I don't care what they were doing. I want virgin farmland, something that's not been messed up, and then we'll start there. Because I love the people of God. My point is, we're in contact with the corruption of this world every day, and we're not even noticing. The curse is in the earth. And then on top of that, you got corrupt men who will poison your food to make an extra nickel. I mean, we're eating food every day that's not even legal in Europe genetically modified foods i mean just so they can make an extra nickel so man you better pray over your food amen Amen. Amen. i mean even at sue's house sue's table sue's food we're going to pray over that food today because she didn't like create it she had to buy what was available and then put it together so we better pray over it are you hearing me So I'm not saying that just because somebody's, or we can't say just because somebody's sick, that's the will of God. No, you can't say that because we're in this world and this world is perishing. How many of you can see with your eyeballs every week that this world is perishing? Amen. So we have to be on guard as it were. We have got to take the offensive as it were. So what do we possess in Christ? Well, one thing we possess is divine health in Christ. Say it out loud. I possess divine health in Christ. So how does someone make the word of God come to pass in their life and avoid hell? Well, by believing God's word and then by acting in faith on God's word. We're, we're using salvation as an illustration here. John 3, 15, 16, that whosoever 
believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So you have to believe. But how can you believe if you haven't heard? And it's a heartbreak because how many churches aren't teaching the baptism in the Holy Spirit? How many churches aren't teaching divine healing? How many churches are not teaching prosperity? And God's people do without. My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. If you never heard about it, you can't believe God for it. Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth, that's taking action on the word of God, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So it's not the will of God. We read that. It's not the will of God that any perish, and yet they're perishing. Tens of thousands every day are perishing. Tens of thousands every day are dying without Christ and slipping into hell, but that's not the will of God. How do we make God's word come to pass and avoid sickness the same way we avoid hell? By believing God's word and then by acting on faith on God's word. If you don't take full advantage of your inheritance, well, that's not God's fault. These things don't make me proud. These things humble me. You know, every day of my life now, I realize that my life is the result of my associations. My life is the result of my associations. If I had never met Lester Summerall, where would I be? If I had never met Ken Hagen, where would I be? If I had never met Fred Price, where would I be? My life is the result of my associations because they showed me the way. And there's a lineage to it. Lester Summerall's primary mentor, father in the faith, well, two, Howard Carter and Smith Wigglesworth. See, it's a, it's a, it's a lineal heritage. It, it is a spiritual heritage passed down. But how many people don't have that kind of heritage? They didn't have those kind of connections. They, they connected to somebody that was ignorant. I didn't say stupid, but, you know, let's face it. The world is ignorant. And, you know, most preachers are ignorant. Every minister of the gospel that just heard me say that and is upset about me saying it does not do an annual Bible reading. If you don't, you ministers of the gospel, if you're not reading the Bible through once a year, you're ignorant. You can't teach what you don't know. And the reason we need to read the Bible through is because we can get on our hobby horse, whatever our hobby horse is. And whenever I read through the Bible, I just finished Second Kings. It just scared the living daylights out of me. So it'll sober you up. And we need to be sober because these are the last days. Tell your neighbor, we need to be sober because these are the last days. So God has provided certain things for you, but if you give Satan a chance, he'll steal God's blessings. He'll steal, he'll steal God's blessings. God can give you something, and then Satan, will, Satan doesn't want you to have it. He'll come along and try and take it from you. He'll steal your health, your well-being, your family, your children, your wife, your husband. I mean, we had this choir in San Francisco. They did that TikTok, and they said, we're coming for your children. Look, you may be playing games, but the world's not playing games. I mean, they announced it. We're coming for your children. 
So you, you can't play defense. You, gotta, you have to be vigilant about your life, about your body, about your family, about your success, and about your prosperity. John 10.10, we call the dividing line of the Bible. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I've come that they might have life, Jesus said, and that they might have it more abundantly. And part of your inheritance is divine health. Now, the ultimate goal is divine health, not divine healing. So divine healing is simply a pathway to divine health. God's best is divine health, not divine healing. It, it would be great. It'd be perfectly fine with me if from this day to my last day I never needed one more miracle. I, I think that'd be great. I think it'd be great from this day to my last day if I needed, never needed one more healing. Say it out loud. God's best, God's best is divine health divine and not divine healing, but divine healing is a pathway to divine health. Thank God for the healing that can catapult you into divine health, but God wants you to walk every day in divine health so that you don't even need divine healing. Psalm 103, 1 to 3, praise the Lord, O my soul, <coughs> all my inmost being, praise his holy name, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There are benefits to walking with God who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Say it out loud. My Father God forgives all of my sins, and my Father God heals all of my diseases. You know, I was raised in an independent full gospel church, faith church in Detroit, Michigan, and when my family moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, when I was 14, there was no church like that. So from the age of 14 until 27, I was around these denominational full gospel people, and they, they, they believe in healing on occasion. And they absolutely don't believe in prosperity. And so I prayed for the sick at the church I worked at in Fort Worth when I was working on my master's degree, and God's gracious, God's gracious. You know, occasionally people got healed, occasionally. But we had greater success in our own home than we ever did in that, in that ministry, praying for other people, because when it came to praying for Austin and when it came to praying for Christina, well, we, we, were, we, we prayed according to the Word of God. But see, my point is, if you're in an organization and they don't tell you what the Word of God says, well, how can you believe God for it? If you're in a denomination and they themselves don't believe in success or prosperity or the baptism in the Holy Spirit or healing, well, how can you believe God for it? Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Lift up your hands and let's say it together. Praise the Lord. O oh my soul, and all that is within me, praise his holy name, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all of my sins, and he heals all of my diseases.
There's a lady here this morning, and she had a challenge in her body. I said, well, I said, do this for 30 days. I said, dance 10 minutes and recite that over and over and over while you dance 10 minutes and come back at the end of 30 days and tell me what happened. Well, it wasn't even, it was, I don't know how many days it was. It wasn't 30. Well, she was healed. See, uh, the problem is we, we don't walk in the joy. What do we possess in Christ? Well, we possess divine health in Christ. Say it again. I possess, I possess divine, health divine health in Christ. In Christ. Now, if you're here this morning and you have a need in your body, you can get healed in the next five minutes. And here it is. The Bible says in Matthew 8, 17, he took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. He took up, what tense is that? He took up our infirmities and carried, what tense is that? Past tense, he took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. That's past tense, completed action. 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins. What tense is that? Past tense, he bore our sins in his body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live, by, for, live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. What tense is that? Well, if I was healed, I am healed. If I am healed, I is healed. I mean, that's not good grammar, but it brings it into the now. Say it out loud. If I was healed, I am healed. I'm healed right now. If he took up my infirmities, he has them, and I don't. If he carried my diseases, he has them, and I don't. If he bore my sins, he has them, and I don't. If I was healed... By his, stripes, By his stripes, I've got to be healed right now. Well, how come I don't feel healed? Ah, sense knowledge versus revelation knowledge. Sense knowledge is what I can see, taste, touch, hear, or smell. Revelation knowledge is what has God said in his word. So there are some things in life that you are going to have to leave the sense knowledge realm in order to cross over and walk in the revelation knowledge realm in order to have and to experience in life. Now, right there, your mind is rebelling. Anybody here going to heaven? Let me see your hand if you're going to heaven. Well, how do you know? Have you ever had a video postcard from heaven? Do you, do you have, do you have a, a virtual tour of heaven on a USB drive at home? Do you have any sense, knowledge, evidence at all? There is a place called heaven. Anybody you know ever seen it, touched it, smelled it, heard it, tasted it? But let me ask you again, how many of you believe you're going to heaven? I got my hand up. Well, how do you know that? You have no sense, knowledge, revelation. There is a place called heaven. None. The only way you can believe there is a heaven 
or believe you're going to heaven is by revelation knowledge. Amen. Am I right? Amen. But when it comes to our bodies, and a lot of this, you know, I purposely avoid certain things, and I have to do it on purpose because we can fall into old patterns. I mean, I could not tell you how many times I've been in a healing service myself and the speakers say, well, now, now, now feel. I can't walk by that. See, in other words, and there is a level in a service where the anointing of God is present and we just ride and we love that. I love that. But the problem is, even if you receive in a service like that, and even if somebody teaches it wrong and says, okay, check yourself. Okay, I feel like I've been healed in God's grace, in God's mercy. You could receive healing right there, but then you leave that building, you leave that place, you leave that anointed service, and if you don't know how to walk by the word and not by what you can taste, see, hear, smell, and see, well then Satan, because he doesn't take a vacation day, he's going to work to put that right back on you. I don't want to show of hands, but I would imagine there are a lot of people here and you have at some point been healed, touched by God, healed in a service, and then, quote, unquote, lost it later. Why does that happen? Well, because, thank God for the anointing. I love it. Amen. I had trouble starting the message because of it. I love it. Amen. But, you know. It's just silly to think we're going to be able to walk in that 24-7, 365. Life doesn't work like that. So I've got to learn how to walk by the word, which is walk by revelation knowledge and not walk by sensory knowledge, not walk by sense knowledge. And it's a bigger challenge now than ever. Because, you know, it's like Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, CNN, MSNBC, submit, 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 believe, 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 believe. You understand? We're bombarded. And so it just makes us completely odd ducks when we say, well, I don't believe all that. I'm walking by what God has said. Amen? Amen? And then when I act like what God has said is so, somehow it comes into manifestation. Amen. Because I heard the word, I believe the word, I confess the word, and then I acted like the word of God was so, and then it manifests itself in my life. Amen. But to do that is not walking by the senses, it's walking by faith. I was watching, I've been watching the 2018 week of increase. I, I go back and watch all the old when I get ready for the new. And in one of the messages, I said, you can talk a sane man out of this, 
but you can't talk a crazy man out of this. We're having t-shirts made up say crazy faith because that's where I'm at right now. In other words, you know, just, just cast my light with God. Just believe God because everything in the world to me looks insane. Divine health. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. I possess divine health in Christ. So we have a right to healing. We have a right to long life. We have a right to joy. We have a right to peace. These blessings and benefits belong to you in Christ, but you have to know it and you've got to appropriate it by faith. How do we do that? Joshua 1.8, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. So to make God's word come to pass in your life, you got to speak the word, you got to meditate on the word, you got to do the word. I could not give a flying you-know-what, what that fraud she says about anything. Wear a mask, kiss my backside. You know... Socially distance, kiss my grits, you know, stay away from Pastor Sue, shove off. <laughs> they have turned a great nation into a bunch of fear-filled adolescents. You know, you know, most people don't know any history. How long do you think it took the Germans to conquer France? How long did it take the Germans to conquer France? 29 days. How long does it take to hike from one side of France to the other? 29 days. 29 days. You ever been to France? Hopefully there's nobody here from France. Because I'm about to say a hard thing. You ever been to France? Well, it's not hard to imagine. Rolling over them. But that's what we have right here in these United States. Because all they have to do before they invade is say, there's a novel virus and everybody got to hide. Everybody be in their houses hiding. And then the tanks roll right through. Fear. I thought I knew the power of fear, but I had no idea the power of fear. My brothers and sisters in Christ, you have got to steal your minds. And they have got this generation looking to everything as a source. It's all idolatry. Looking to the government of all the idiotic things to do or this political party or that political party or this uh, medical establishment now I know some of you think well it's only because of my age that uh, I take this position my wife's here just to ask her after the service we've always lived our lives this way that uh, we look to God we don't look to man we look to God. Amen. Amen. We look to God. 
He is our source. I just finished 2 Kings. It'll just scare the living daylights out of you. They're looking to Chemosh. They're looking to Eshterah. They had male shrine prostitutes in the temple of God. They're, they're worshiping Baal. They're doing all this stuff. So Elijah and then Elisha, they looked odd. They weren't odd. I submit to you that they were normal. And everybody else was odd. Yes. Amen. Amen. And this generation, forget about it. Picture the headlines. If, if we held a, a sacrifice on top of a hill somewhere and we called down fire from heaven and God sent fire from heaven and took the sacrifice and burn up the altar and licked up the water and then we turned and killed the 450 prophets of Baal. Can you imagine the outrage? The insensitivity of this preacher. You know, uh, I mean, what, what? And then people in this day and age think they're going to have a, a mansion in heaven next to uh, Elijah or David, David, or how about Benaiah? Oh my gosh, or Abishai? A lot, a lot of people in this generation, so-called born-again people, you couldn't live next to a Bishai. Just, just the hormonal overload being communicated through the atmosphere would drive you out of heaven and into hell. He's a guy. And I submit, I say to you on this day, You may not know you are on the battlefield, but you are right now on the battlefield. Right. Right. And you may not know that there is an enemy and an adversary, and he wants your body, and he wants your marriage, and he wants your money, and he wants your home, and he'll use any means possible. He'll use Facebook. He'll use TikTok. He'll use Instagram. He'll use Twitter. He'll Now... They can influence the nation with bots. I don't even hardly understand how that works. All they got to do, these Chinese people, all they got to do is have 10,000 bots saying the same thing on Facebook or Twitter, and instantly the opinion of the American people turns. My opinion's not turning. Because I'm not, I'm not going by all of that. I check the news. I want to know what's going on, but I'm not going by all of that. I'm going by what God has said in his word. Say it again. He took up my infirmities. He bore my diseases. And with his stripes, I have been healed. He took up my infirmities. He bore my diseases. And with his stripes, I have been healed. He took up my infirmities. He bore my diseases. And with his stripes, I have been healed. He took up my infirmities, and he bore my diseases. And with his stripes, I am healed. He took up my infirmities. He bore my diseases. And with his stripes, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed right now. According to God's word, I'm healed right now. Now, I'm going to say something hard, so brace yourself. 
So our attitude's got to be, Satan, just take your hands the hell off of my body. Amen. We're just not vigilant enough. You know, a few months ago, the alarm goes off in the middle of the night. Because, you know, I go to bed because I'm getting up early. Sometimes I go to bed ahead of Sue. So the alarm goes off in the middle of the night. So, you know, I get up, I turn the light on. I open up the pistol box. I get me a 45 in my right hand. I got two, two magazines in my left hand. And I turn, I turn the laser on and I'm creeping down the hall. You know, I got my posture. I got my finger off the trigger. I'm creeping down the hall. And I hear this little voice say, it's just me. But see, that's the response. But we're, we're that way naturally, but we're not that way spiritually. And we just send our little darlings, you know, to a camp. See, we know everybody that stood up here because we're doers of the Word of God. Paul said, know them that labor among you. But then they just send their kids off to some camp somewhere. And I'm thinking, in 2021, this is not 1965. Right. 2021, you don't know. You don't know who's working at that camp. See, in other words, we're, we may be vigilant in our homes with our alarms and our arms, but we're not vigilant in our personal lives. You know, we're, we're in Miami in February. I'm trying to study, and we hear about this, you know, uh, Wuhan virus, Wuhan, you know, coronavirus, whatever. And, you know, we just, started acting, we just started saying to each other, well, that will never have any impact on us. That'll never have anything to do with us. We're, that doesn't have anything to do with us. Instantly go on the warfare. Instantly go on the warfare. And then use the word of God like that hawk and just circle and go higher and higher and higher. And then the crows can't have anything to do with you Amen. because you use the word of God and you're above it. We're not denying. We're not denying. We're not denying the corruption in the world. It's just I'm above it. Well, pastor, you don't really believe that. Well, yeah, because you know what? I'm not riding a Greyhound bus with them. I'm not sharing a cab with them. Do you understand? I can rise above it. I can rise above it. Amen. Same thing with sickness. And stop talking about family history. Sue's here, ask her. If I was going by family history, I'd be in a nut house right now. Stop going by family history. What does that got to do with you? I got a new family. I've been adopted into the family of God. Jesus Christ is my elder brother. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm above it. Doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect Faith Christian Center. Amen. Has nothing to do with us. You know why? We don't believe it. Amen. We don't believe it. Now, 
if you're new to the church, this all sounds crazy. But I ask you to consider the evidence. We have held church as normal. We have held St. Paul's as normal. Are you denying the reality of what happened? No, I'm not denying the reality of what happened. I'm just denying that it has anything to do with us. Hallelujah. We have authority. Yes. Say it out loud. We have an inheritance. We have, inheritance. We have power. We have power. We have power with God. Yes. Amen. Amen. We're not, we think we're just victims here standing by waiting to say, what's the devil going to do next? I don't care what the devil's going to do. doesn't have anything to do with me. He is a defeated foe. Jesus made an open show and spectacle of Satan on Calvary's cross. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I am a victor in Christ, and Satan is a defeated foe under the feet of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about who we are in Christ, where we are in Christ, and what we possess in Christ. Say it out loud. I have an inheritance. I have, inheritance. I have, power. I have power. I have power with God. Power with God. And one of the things I have, in, have in Christ Jesus is divine health. I'm walking in divine health doesn't matter what's going on out there doesn't matter what's go what disease is out there <clears throat> has nothing to do with me I'm walking in divine health and all we're doing when we talk like that is acting like Jesus did Jesus think about it think about it you ever seen a leper you have how many of you have ever seen a leper you just want to walk up and touch him there was a leper that used to beg at the post office in Nairobi and I'm telling you it is a frightening thing to behold, but Jesus, Jesus, he'd walk right up and sometimes he'd speak to them, sometimes he'd lay hands on them. He was not afraid. Our Lord was not afraid. So we have no business being afraid. Hallelujah. Now, now we don't do stupid stuff like go out in the wintertime without a coat. I mean... There, there comes a time to stop eating. You know? When, when I don't finish a bag of Cheez-Its, I'm so proud of myself. I show Sue, look, I didn't eat them all. There comes, I mean, so we have to take care of, see what this is right here? I'm, I know I'm out of time, but I'm trying to help you. You know what this is right here? Let me teach it the way that my home pastor taught it in Detroit when I was a child, M.D. Beale. She said that for all intents and purposes, this house that we live in is a mammal. And she said it's the only one you will ever be given. So you have to take care of it. That's the way she taught it. And then let me, let me switch to John Osteen. See, my father's in the faith, my, my heritage. Here's what John Osteen used to teach. We do everything we can do in the natural. We get right up to the line of everything we can do in the natural, and then we believe God. So if I find out vitamin D helps my immune system, well, you know, Sue takes it every day. I take it, you know, when I think about it, which is, you know, occasionally. Uh, I, I, know, I know sunshine. I get, I get vitamin D from sunshine, so I'm outside every day. And I know exercise is good. I wish, I wish, I wish. As, as long as I have served God, as much money as I have given him, I mean, what the heck is up with this? The Holy Ghost ought to come and walk my body at night while I'm sleeping. <laughs> 
But you know, it's just the doggondest thing. He does not do that. He expects me to walk my body and take care of my body. Do you understand? So I got to, that's John Osteen. I got to do everything I can do in the natural, everything I can do in the natural and get to the line of the limit of what I can do in the natural. And then I believe God. Do you understand this? So, so, you know, I got to dress warm in the winter. I got to get my vitamin D. I got to spend time outside. I've got to get my exercise. How about washing hands? When have you ever heard these mopes, Fauci, Redfield, or Burks ever in 16 months talk about washing hands? If they cared about the health of the people of the United States of America, they, but mask, 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 mask. Hey, hey washing your hands. Amen. That's right. I've been on this planet 65 years and the things I have seen. Oh, some guy in an airport restroom. And then walk out and not wash his hands. <laughs> tell your neighbor, wash your hands. Wash tell him vehemently, tell him on the one on the other side, wash your hands. Am I right? If they, if they cared about the health of the people of the United States of America, how about just some common sense advice like wash your hands? They don't care about you. They're running their agenda. So I do everything I know to do. Do you understand? And I get to the end of what I can do, and then I believe God. And you know what he does? He answers. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.